Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman. And this conversation that you're about to hear is is maybe a little different. Um, you might not have heard of this guy. This is a guy called Roy Dunningham. He is an art, was an art teacher in Hawke's Bay. Um, he's been an art critic and commentator. He's been, you might have heard him on RNZ. He's done some writing in Hawke's Bay for the local paper and for the arts magazine. He's been an advisor to the city council on public art. He was my art teacher. He was my high school art teacher. Now, I was a failure at art. Um, I didn't last long. But I must have been one of Roy's rare failures uh, because he had four students that he thought were particularly impressive. And I know all of them. And that's why I wanted to talk to him. The seeds for this really were sown when last year I interviewed Freeman White, who I went to school with, who's an amazing landscape and portrait artist. And Freeman talked about what an incredible art teacher Roy Dunningham was. And that got me thinking I should go back and talk to him because the thing I knew about Roy then was not only that he had taught two of my friends who are the other two now famous artists that he counts among his uh, his, his great art students, that's Regan Gentry and Matthew Cooper, um, but he had taught Phil Judd. Now I'm writing a book about Phil Judd, you possibly know that already, um, and some of the conversations you're going to hear over the following months, um, and maybe a couple of the ones you've already heard, are, are related to that wider topic, and so that's absolutely the reason I went to go and talk to Roy too. But I wanted to get his story, I wanted to talk about what it's like to be the teacher, the person who who helps facilitate and create a desire in students and, and gives them the tools needed. And as I say, it's pretty impressive that Roy had taught all of these people. So there's quite a bit of conversation about Phil and Phil Judd and what he was like as an art student and uh, and what Roy saw in him and, uh, and how he helped him. Uh, similarly, he references the people I've just named quite a lot, Regan and Freeman and Matt. Um, he also talks quite a bit about my brother, who was one of his other successful art students. My brother does not work in art, um, but he was a successful um, art student at high school. He did, did very well. And I... And my understanding of the story actually is he saw some parallels between my brother and Phil and that is how really I came to know the band Schnell Fenster because Roy Dunningham handed my brother a cassette tape of Schnell Fenster. So it's a big personal story for me, this. Um, Roy's in his 80s, he lives in Hawke's Bay. I cold called him and asked if I could go and chat to him one day. We had several phone conversations. This guy's memory is insane. He remembers everyone and everything. I mean, he taught me for a few months in 1990 and I was shit, there's no reason to remember me at all, but he knew what I was up to. At some point in this conversation, you'll hear him reference a review that I wrote for the Dominion Post, and I can't even work out when I wrote that, but it was about 2006. He keeps up with his ex-students and knows what they do. He's just got an insatiable thirst for knowledge. So I love catching up with Roy again. I loved hearing his stories, and I hope you enjoy this too. This is me talking with ex-Hawks Bay art teacher Roy Dunningham. With, with Phil, I really can't claim any credit because Phil, it, it's really my teaching philosophy that when, um, with, with genuinely talented students like um, Freeman and Phil mm. and so on, Matthew Cooper, yeah. and, uh, um, uh, you don't actually teach them art. Um, mm. You 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 just help them become to become more art literate. Yes. Um, yeah. And um, um, you discuss possibilities uh, to you know open up um, um, to open up avenues maybe. But they yeah. actually you you. You, you let them go. Well, you're giving them the space to work in as That's well, it. I suppose. Um, I mean, I, you know, when I spoke to Freeman, he he described your your teaching as, I mean, I did 
one year or one term of art and I'm probably one of your few failures as an art <laughs> student and that is entirely yeah. on me, not yeah. you. And in fact, I found my book from Fourth Form Art and it's about as good as I ever got at drawing things. Yeah. Um, but but as he described it was how I remember it. You, you used to play a lot of music. You yeah. used to let people just in, basically enjoy the space and be open to conversations, be open to... Yeah, sorry, I remember that. The... Uh um, the the wetter on the wall up there, yeah. um, that that was um, by um, um, oh goodness me Tony Bishop oh, yeah. who became a professional clown, yeah. um, and uh, um, he was billeted here. He was part of the a tutor at the drama school, Mm-mm. and uh, anyway he said that he had a degree in photography from from Elam, mm. and uh, he said that he had actually attended. Hastings boys um, mm. um, as for one term his father was a drifter so he went to about a dozen different schools but he remembers that the art room was a place you could go to as long as you didn't muck around in mm. there you could go in there you could listen to music and uh, mm. everybody seemed to be enjoying themselves and so he decided then he wanted to be an artist mm. and uh, um, we, we sort of tracked down the time he was at Hastings boys mm. it turned out it was during my time there mm. I, I'd always always wanted my classroom um, as much as certainly for seniors anyway to be a fun place an enjoyable place to be mm. um, where um, it, it you you worked you worked seriously but um, uh, it, it was a, a good environment. I always tried to change the the displays around the room, mm. have music there. Um, uh, it, it always appalled me the way that some teachers uh, um, taught in a sort of a Cistercian monk cell. Um, <laughs> um, you know, how can you work and live mm. your whole working life in an environment <laughs> like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, the always regarded it as a as a privilege too to teach uh, people, particularly talented people mm. or anybody really, and uh, it was it was actually humbling. You know, sometimes a kid would would bring up a piece of work that they'd um, that they'd toiled their little heart out on, mm. and I, I'd think, shut, you know, that that kid did that because I asked them to. Mm. Wow, you mm. know, mm. <laughs> um, so. Uh, um, so as far as um, um, so, and I, I enjoyed their company in the in the room. Mm. Um, I enjoy intelligent people, um, and um, uh, I always tried to make the art room a place where we were we were learning together. We all learned art. The only difference was that I knew quite a lot more yeah. than they did. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and, and I guess, from, yeah, from a position of experience, you were older, you were more, yeah, you'd yeah. spent more time with it, you yeah. you had trained, you had studied, yeah. and you were then passing that on to people. And, that, you know, in some cases, you'd quite often, you'd recognise somebody um, like um, Regan Gentry, Phil, or so yeah. um, you'd think, or Freeman, and yeah. uh, uh, you'd think... Um, uh, this kid's a lot more talented than I ever was. Well, no. you know, I, I I went right through from kindergarten, right through high school with Matthew Cooper, uh, and and course. right through primary school and high school with, with Freeman, who's a yeah. couple of years younger, and, and Regan as well. Yeah. But I remember seeing uh, Matt Cooper draw 
at the age of seven yeah. and obviously me being the same age and just thinking that's on a whole other level. The rest of us are doodling and he had sketched the teacher yeah. and it won some, it went in the newspaper and won some award. But yeah, so, you know, he was, you know, as a peer, age-wise, I could see his prodigious talent. The the interesting thing about Matt as a, as a, as a school student, um, Matt wasn't afraid to make an ugly shape. Yeah. Sometimes in art, and I'm talking music as well, Mm-mm. that you have to do something which to some ears or eyes would be ugly, but in the context of the work itself, mm. it's an important expressive statement. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, uh, I mean, <laughs> I suppose for some people... Um, um, Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner would have sounded ugly. I mean, to me, yeah. it sounded beautiful. Um, as a sideline, now I remember at Boys High School, it was a very formal school, mm. and uh, um, they they used to have music in the in morning assembly, and we all the staff would sit up on the stage, you know, very formal, and uh, uh, we'd listen to. Uh, uh, Haydn or Strauss or something like that, which is fine, I enjoyed that, but mm. uh, um, they finally decided that they would, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the, the, the early 70s, that they'd, they'd, they'd join the 20th century and let the students pr- present some music. And so um, Dick Frizzell's young brother um, did a, a history of popular music, mm. which was really, he did it very, very well, you know, tracing it from mm. folk and blues and, and, and so on. Mm. And uh, for his last, the, the last instalment of it, he played the entire Star Spangled Banner and uh, the, the, the extremely conservative, <laughs> I can re- still remember blood vessels popping, so he <laughs> sort of sat there. <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, digressing. <laughs> well, look, I, I ask people often um, through these conversations and in, and in various aspects of my work, I'm always interested in how people come to music or uh, how they find, you know, music or books or, or, or um, paintings or film. And, and most often a variation of the answer is, well, it found me. Yeah, and yeah. so how was it for you? Like, how did you come to, you know, I guess visual arts and, and art in general? You know, you're a music fan. You use music in your teaching. I walked into your house a minute ago and you're playing music. Um, I don't know. I've always liked it. That's mm. all. Um, I, my mother was good at drawing and she encouraged me to draw. Um, and uh, um, <laughs> my father owned a garage and it was pretty hard work. And I can remember when I was at high school, um, I was doing art, and but uh, he asked me what I'd do when I left school. I said, oh, I'll come join you in your garage. And uh, he said, no, you're not. You're going to university, which coming from a working class man mm. was pretty good. Um, my whole future was decided when I was a, a, actually a third former at, at um, Hastings High School, actually. Mm. And uh, um, when I arrived there, I was put into an art class, but they took a long time to get the schools organised in those days. And after two or three weeks, they'd finalised the uh, the options, and uh, I ended up in woodwork. And uh, um, a couple of days later, I bumped into the art teacher um, in the quadrangle at interval, and uh, 
Uh, she said, Dunningham, why aren't you in art? And I said, please, Miss Guppy, they made me do woodwork. <laughs> it did say, she said. And the next woodwork period, she came storming into the woodwork room, went up to Bert Garrick, the teacher, and said, I want that boy in art. And Bert Garrick, with indecent haste, I thought, said, take him, he's yours. <laughs> and so, uh, dear old Miss Guppy, she wasn't a very good art teacher, but I owe everything to her. I yeah. mean, that was just a, a weird freak of, of chance. So, Well, she obviously had that thing that you recognise in yourself at being able yeah. to spot, yeah. you know, yeah, something so. in a person. So she at least had that. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. This, this will be good for him, he will be good for this. Yeah. The, uh, the music thing, um, um, I've just always listened again, mm. I suppose um, my mother encouraged that and uh, um, um, I did actually learn trumpet for a while, I was uh, uh, pretty keen on jazz, always mm. still are, mm. um, but uh, um, and then um, when I, when I became teaching, um, um, I used to get together with ex-students and where we'd, um, in the in the 60s and 70s and uh, we formed a sort of in, informal blues group and I played mouth harp and, uh, and there were always various guitars mm. and so on and so that was quite fun. Um, uh, I don't know much to add to that but I wanted the, um, I guess I was inspired with the art room. I was inspired by the the German Bauhaus, um, that which was a, a total arts environment, and mm. uh, um, and I wanted the art room to be a, a, as much as possible a total arts environment as well. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose leading on to um, um, to Phil, um, the main thing I can remember about Phil is that. Uh, um, he he was he was very very self-contained um, and um, driven is the wrong word um, focused focused yeah that's the word mm. um, it, it's not often with a student that um, that they're more critical of their own work than you are and mm, I mean mm. I mean constructively critical critical mm, mm. um, he was. Whatever he did, he did it really, really well. If he'd opted to be a graphic designer, he would have been. He was an excellent photographer. In fact, I can remember um, one, um, um, a couple of weekends, um, a couple of other senior students. Actually, one of them was um, Mark Huff, who became oh, yeah. uh, Buster Sticks. Buster Sticks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and we went around the district. And Phil was a very good photographer. Yeah, and so we did a. Um, we did a sort of photographic um, um, survey of, of, of Hastings, trying to do mm. so something of the, the character. Mm. And uh, I used that as a visual resource um, in my room for years afterwards. Right, right. I've, I've actually spent several hours trying to find those photos for you, but yeah. I'm damned if I can, I'm well, sorry. Well, Buster, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, a year or so, a couple of years ago, you know, very shortly before he died, yes. he wrote a piece, he was working on a memoir, and he wrote a piece where he mentions you. Yeah, as, yeah. So you, you've seen it. Told yeah, me that. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have a copy, I'll get it to you. But oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. But he mentions you as, I guess, around what we've been talking about. He 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 describes you as a, I think a, a hip, oh. yeah, 
a hip young man in yeah. about his early 30s, I suppose, then, who, who filled the room with music and conversation and, and, and created a nurturing environment yeah. for, for, you know, he talks about Phil's art talent yeah. and his own interest and, and, yeah, he just remembers you fondly yeah. in this piece as part of this piece, as being, I guess, a catalyst for what uh, they went on yeah. to explore and discover. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking driving around here, I, I, if I don't have a copy of that at home, I can find you an actual hard copy of that and I'll send it up. Oh, yeah. I'd be very grateful yeah. for that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, I mean, what what moves you to teaching? What I mean, you you, you find you're interested in art and music, you're good at art, you're, you're pushed towards it. What are you intending to do? in your life when do you and when do you think oh, I'll be an art teacher okay how does that fall into place uh, I had a, a really inspirational art teacher after Miss Guppy left yeah. when I was in the fourth form yeah. we got a really great art teacher a woman called Yvonne Rust uh, there's actually a book about her and uh, she was dynamic uh, and um, um, I knew then that that's what I wanted to do um, and uh, uh, there weren't so many options in those days, of course, mm. either. But mm. uh, um, uh, and uh, I've, the idea of teaching, uh, I enjoyed it so much being in her class. I wanted to do the same sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I can add anything to that. Really, um, <laughs> it, uh, it it was just the way. Um, it never occurred to me to do anything else. Mm. I, I, I have to say, I, I stopped in the roundabout the, the late seventies, early eighties. I stopped painting myself. Right. Um, basically, I was too lazy and too many other interests. Um, and uh, um, I'd find, uh, and I also found teaching pretty draining. Um, mm. It was great, but. It, 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 Hard to just put that on the shelf and go and start yeah, a work so yourself. I'd, I'd yeah, work yeah. during the holidays, I'd get something going, mm. and then it'd fall by the wayside during term time. I think I'll pick that up next holidays, but you can't. You've got to start all over again. So, when you were practicing, in, in any sense, what what were you tr you know what were you interested in painting? What style and what what, what were you trying to put across? Um, basically, a, a expression of. Um, um, Oh, uh, landscape based. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll show you one. Yeah. Come, come, come down, Jeff. Um, that's one of the last ones that uh, um, that I. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, I did, but it was. I, I love bushwalking and um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the mountains and hills and. Uh, um, the light coming through the trees, mm. you know, it was almost, it could be a, a sort of, uh, almost a church-like Yeah, event. an epiphany, yeah. And the, the, um, and the beech leaves on the ground, and I'd been doing drawings of Maori woven cloaks as mm. well, and mm, so mm. a whole lot of things came in um, like that. But then I realised when, um, after I'd finished, I did two or three of these, that I was really very heavily influenced by Ralph Hortery, yeah. and I thought, um, bugger it! It's 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 time that I really concentrated on and encouraging um, um, and helping people who really are uh, focused and serious. Yeah. Um, and so um, I've really since then I've, I've done a lot of um, writing on art, especially yes. for the newspaper in the days when um, they actually ran serious mm. reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a victim that. of that too. Yeah, yes. the yep. Dominion. Yeah. Mm. Um, and. Um, 
Um, also a local magazine, Bay Bus. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I've read a lot of your stuff in there over the, and you you pop up on RNZ and and, yes, and that's, you know yeah. yeah. Um, and I've also done some um, um, curating work for MTG and mm. uh, Napier and um, 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 and the Gallery in Hastings and. Uh, I take a U3A art appreciation group, so uh, mm. <laughs> basically that's that's my interest these days, and I collect stuff. But, mm. Um, mm. So, uh, um, so that's yeah. I, I just um, I've also uh, uh, I was uh, with the council for some years, a council advisory group on um, the development of the CBD and um, Havelock North uh, refurbishment. Mm. So the um, um, we were uh, ad advised the council behind the, the installation of public art and the, so mm. a lot of the sculptures and so on came mm. from that. Mm, mm, wow. And so, I mean, look, you know, before I had, as I, I mentioned, you know, I, I, I did art at high school when it was a, a thing that you did as part of your development yeah. before you move into sort of school C and specialising in things and and I was useless at art and I always knew I was useless at art I like art I follow it and but I leave it to people yeah. who can do it yeah. um, but you know before I had met you you had taught my brother and my brother was half pie useful at art he was um, but he was one of those classic high school students that you know, he, he needed, I guess, what you provided for him. I think he was floundering and he had ideas, but he didn't know how to put them across. And it's my memory is in his final year at school, it seemed to all make sense to tell, him. I'll tell you a story about your brother. Mm. He has a unique record, and I don't think anybody else in New Zealand could claim this, that his bursary art mark was just about the, the combined total of his... Fifth form school C and a sixth form certificate marks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so was, there you see he was floundering and he, then he was wasn't. In, um, he was in somebody else's class yes. for the fifth form yeah. and he mucked around there and he, he, by a narrow margin, he failed school certificate art. Mm. And he came to me at the start of the next year and said, Look, I know I didn't do well last year, but I really want to carry on with art. And so I knew that he was talented and intelligent. And I said, Yeah, okay, Kane, that's fine. Mm. And, and I thought, uh, arrogantly, I thought, Well, with, in my class, yes, he'll be so. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, what happens? Same deal. And yeah. he mucked around the whole, uh, the whole year, and uh, I failed him. But. In the, over the last three or four weeks, he just suddenly started working. He exploded, and mm. um, um, and and with the the with the stupid marking system that we had then, I, he still didn't gain enough ground to actually pass. Mm. But um, I you, I could see the 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 possibilities there. So at the start of the net, the seventh form year, he said, look, I know it wasn't good last year, but can I do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure you can. Yeah. And uh, that, you, the result was he ended up with um, a mid-90, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, which would have been about the sub total. Yeah, I think it was more than, yeah, or, pretty much and, just and more than finished, both of them. Yeah. He, he, he finished his folio, I think, um, eight or nine days before deadline, mm. uh, and you know everybody else was running around the room like headless chooks, and uh, and Kane was sort of sitting there saying, "Been there, done that. Didn't enjoy it much." <laughs> <laughs> well, but as part of that, what I remember was um, so we had, and I, I, I know I've talked to you on the phone about this, but we um, 
you know, we had grown up with split ends in our house, and and obviously everyone in New Zealand at a certain age knows counting the beat, and so yeah. I knew who Phil Judd was. I knew a lot of his music, but one of the things that Kane introduced me to through you was the very first Schnell Fenster album. Ah, oh, yeah. And yeah. so I, I presume that was something you'd played in the class yeah, or yeah. What, whatever. Yeah. So first of all, I was interested in that, and, and thank you for that, because I've written about that album a lot, uh, and that yeah. that's one of the defining albums in my life. Yeah. For, of all of the music that Phil's put into the world that I love, I think The Sound of Trees is my personal yeah. favourite yeah. thing. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I wanted to tell you that, but also uh, I'm just sort of interested in how... Um, were you following what he was doing? I and mean, Phil Judd was a former student of yours. Were you hugely interested in what he was doing with music, or did it just happen to fall into what you were listening to? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um, this, this, I thought it took um, uh, what you might call broadly popular music or whatever, in rock or whatever. Mm. Um, it just took it into a new level of intelligence mm. and. Uh, um, and uh, there, were, there were shades of, you know, there, there were even the, always a slightly dark side, mm, um, mm. which I suppose was the dark side of Phil too, mm, mm. Um, which was uh, uh, which was interesting. It it caught you slightly, right, counting the beat, but it caught you slightly off beat. Um, yep. Yeah. And you know that unpredictability mm. um, about it. Um, mm. What well, do you remember? Um, I guess when split ends announced themselves like do you remember you know when split ends kind of caught people i remember them on that um new faces that the yes yeah yeah so you remember seeing that yeah yeah, yeah i do because they they i'm right in thinking they they really turned heads they yeah, really yeah made a statement you know they were really intriguing to a lot of people right well, they, they would uh, compared with the other act yeah, there, which, that's what was, I mean. which was so predictable yes yeah yeah Actually, on the music thing, I can um, I remember one album that um, that that Phil brought into the um, into the art room, uh, which really impressed me. It was uh, a bl blues because I had people like Lightning Hopkins mm. and um, Bill Brunsey and so on in those days. And mm, mm. Uh, he brought a record of uh, Roosevelt Holt. Oh right, yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard of before. Yeah, yeah. I, I do recall that. Mm. Um, but other than that, it's all vague. It's a bit vague. It's a long time ago. Yeah, well, it is. Um, that you have any memory of it is impressive to me. But you know, I, it was funny. Freeman Freeman said to me, um, I think he says it on tape when I'm talking to him for the podcast. He says something about you know we play things like the Doors and yeah. and I said I, yeah. I remember playing the Doors and yeah. I feel like I feel like you know I already knew the Doors, but I feel like that's where it really made sense to me. Like just yeah. having the time to. I've relied a lot on ex-students and students for mm. my, um, for my musical development. Uh, was one of my seven formers who introduced me to the the Doors, to Waiting for the Sun. And yeah. I can remember, and, uh, um, and one of them still supplies me with stuff like Florence and the Machine and right. Natalie yeah. Merchant and, yeah, so, wow. and so on. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, um, oh well, I don't, something I've got interested in recently. Um, I saw a film on the Detroit techno groups oh, yeah. and, uh, with people like Juan Atkins and um, mm. and particularly Jeff Mills, mm. and mm. that really interested me. Mm. And, uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I I watched Jules Holland. Uh, the, the problem, with some difficulty, the problem is that for every 
um, act that I, I actually enjoy. There are two or three which I think are unbelievably mediocre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you need to... That's the show you need to record and have a fast-forward button to yeah. move through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you... You know, we've, we've named... You know, for, uh, you know, in my mind, and I know I'm not alone here, uh, Phil Judd could have been... Uh, is a fantastic New Zealand artist of, mm. of, for his record covers alone, yes, yes. but he he could have been a New Zealand artist, and, Absolutely. He, and he ended up. He being could have a been musician. like Graham Sidney or somebody, yes. you know, just as big. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was. Uh, I would put. I think the 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 four the four most talented students that I've taught uh, would be um, um, Matt Cooper. Um, Regan Gentry, um, 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 I never forget what's his name. Um, <laughs> uh, um, um, Phil, of course. Yeah. Um, who's the other one I'm trying to think of? Goodness me. Oh, ridiculous. Freeman. Doesn't matter. But for, didn't I say Freeman? Yeah. Freeman. No, yeah. Freeman. Yeah. yeah. In fact, come have a look at this. Freeman did that in the sixth form. Oh wow! And I, I, I think it's it, it is the probably just about the best student painting I've ever seen. Yeah, wow. Um, uh, well, uh, he at the time he'd been um, he'd been getting quite self indulgent in the sort of subject matter he was yeah. doing. I thought they were a bit uh, his work was a bit sloppy, yeah. intellectually sloppy. So I said, look, um, I'll um, I want you to do. Two paintings of something that I set, yeah. um, and um, and then you can carry on do what you like. So I set the most boring subject I could think mm. of, um, a section of the the classroom wall. Yeah, he ended up doing four or five in that that, wow. that, that series. I mean, texturally at least, you could tell exactly. me that was Philip Claremont or Sarah exactly. Pick or, exactly. You know, yeah. And, I mean, that's it's a, a remarkable picture because it doesn't just portray light. Light seems to emanate from mm. it. And somehow the light sort of goes into the surface of the paint, then comes back out, and uh, um, and the way he's picked up on things like the you know scraps of things pinned to the wall, you know, to create uh, an orchestration of, mm. of design as well. Mm, mm. But I thought that was a sensational painting for a, yeah. uh, for a sixteen-year-old. Well, what am I? I mean, you just named Freeman, Matt, Regan. Phil, I, I know all of these people. I've met them all. Three of them I went through school with. Yes. Now, obviously, I'm I'm from the area, and so I have this connection to the area. But but you know, I would consider Freeman, Regan, and Matt all to be friends of mine. Yes. And I've followed their work and been astounded by their work yes. as as a, a very blatant non-artist. I'm amazed by what they can yes. create. Um, Phil, obviously, is an incredible was an incredible illustrator and painter. Mm. Um, he also had a, a, a great design sense yeah, too, yeah. and a terrific sense of colour. Mm. Uh, well, again, that's there in all of the album covers that he ended yeah. up doing too. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he's largely given away. You know, he, he said a while ago, people always ask me why I'm not painting, and I, I can't do both. You know, mm. yeah. you, yeah. you reference that with your own teaching. You know, yes. it's, it becomes a time to give one thing away and yeah. focus on one yeah. thing because it's it's incredibly draining for him to make music. So yeah. how could he just pick up the paintbrush and get started again? So he's yeah. made that he's made that decision. Yeah. 
but um but you know like yeah the, i'm thinking of the split ends album covers and the, i mean the sound of trees mm. album cover i mean these are astounding artworks to me yeah. it's all there yeah he he as i said he was even a, a very very good photographer as mm, well mm. and um and probably with his 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 eye for the way that things were interesting, that were interesting, and the way things related, um, he'd probably have been if he'd outed for a very good filmmaker. Even mm. uh, um, he was just superbly talented. Mm. Um, well, it's not surprising to me that and, he moved. Oh, sorry. Uh, the the, the mm. other the other thing that really impressed me: um, tremendous integrity, mm. um, and by that I mean never any cheap tricks. Never mm -hmm. any easy, easy way or anything mm -hmm. like that. I mean, even the best of the others can, you know, will will um, will we'll do something sloppy or yeah. we'll do something yeah. that's a bit cute. But um, the complete integrity mm. about whatever he did. Mm. No, I was just going to say it makes complete sense to me that he, knowing that, that he moved into doing the movie soundtracks as well. Like ah, just that vi that yeah. visual kind of and uh, yeah. you know I, I I think the music is very visual. I mean the the early split end stuff, you can almost you can even if you don't understand music, it's it's almost like you can see the time yeah, changes yeah, sure. coming you know there is a yeah. visual you can see how it's being visually constructed and obviously there was the costuming and the the vaudevillian yeah, kind of right. thing that yeah. they were playing with there was very much the stage yeah. show element yeah. so so all of this kind of visual art yeah that, impact that, is distilled into the music in some way yeah that that clip of um counting the beat for mm. example with mm. the, the outfits that, that, yeah 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 always this always this element of design yeah yeah, and flair, tremendous flair. The 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 integrity thing um, goes even in conversation, um, and it was good conversation, mm. but um, never never any bullshit. Um, um, never mm. um, whatever he said, you listened to it, and um, um, mm -hmm. you, you treated it seriously. Well, but uh, you know, and I, I guess I can speak to this because I because I know the other three people we're talking about. Um, and this, but nothing but artistic integrity from Freeman, Regan, and Matthew sure. as well. And yeah. and you know, I guess one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was, you know, you always we always talk about the the star. We don't often talk about the teacher, you know. And I think the teacher behind the whether it's the artist or the coach behind the sportsman, you know, they have a story. Yeah, I, my my feeling is when you have talented people coaching the same thing. Mm. Um, that you don't really make them good. All the big thing is not to muck them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that—that's yeah, a real. That's a real skill, though, because yeah. the number of people that mm. that have stories about my such and such subject teacher from yeah. blah 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 really messed me up. That yeah. people do have that story. People, you know, there are a lot of writers that have an English teacher that told them they'd never amount to anything, or you know, that that. It comes down to to ego there that you uh, you don't let your own ego get in the way. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Being open to you know as you alluded to, like yes, in theory you have more knowledge than these people, but being open to the fact that they might teach you something. Well, one one of the things that um, one of the things that I really appreciated with teaching is because of the the diversity of. Um, of students, um, I learned to to see outside my own personal preferences, and to recognise things that were 
were good of their kind, even though it wasn't. Mm. I remember a review of yours of Nana Muscuri. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously it wasn't your... Yeah, to chosen, but you had recognised that she did a good show. She did it well, and of its kind, yeah. um, it was okay. It was yeah. good. Oh, it was better than okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was, I was very impressed with that review. Oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, look, it's amazing you've referenced that because uh, you know it can sound a bit churlish to be, you know, to say, oh, that's a review I'm pleased with and stuff, but. Yeah, that is one that I would point to if people say, oh, you only care about what you like yeah, and you're not yeah, prepared yeah, to... Yeah. I, I remember after I wrote that, I was pleased with it because I had... But I had experienced something. Yes. She had... There was... There's one, there's one moment in that concert where she did a cover of a Bob Dylan song in French. Ah. And, you know, because she sung in, like, yes. six different languages, yes, I think. Yes, yes, of course. And uh, so she did this particular one in French and... Yeah, it was like I could see the song happening in front of me. You know, yeah. her every yeah. she was in tune with the band. Her yep. every move, her every gesture, was like she was punctuating a line of the song. And it was just, it was like you could actually visually see the song yeah. happening. Yeah. She was yeah. painting a picture of it. And I thought to to have that sense of creation and ownership, particularly over something you did not write yourself, yeah. Yeah. was was incredibly moving to me and amazing. And it's like, I can't go home and just say, oh yeah, it's a has-been from the, you yeah. know, my grandparents' record collection that yeah. I don't care about. Yeah. What, what yeah. Anyone could write that. Yeah, I, I was impressed with that because uh, you were prepared... To, to appear not to be cool. Oh, well, I've, I've done a very good job of that, you know. Yeah. I've, always, I've always been yeah. not cool, so why hide from yeah. it? But I'm yeah. amazed you remember that, because that's a few years ago now. That no, must no, be, no, like, no, getting no. towards 15 years ago or so. Well, I wrote a lot of art reviews, yeah. too. And, and yeah. again, um, uh, I thought you, the, the, that you have to put your own ego aside and mm. you have to look at what's actually happening. Mm. And uh, if it was valid and good of its kind, then okay. Um, yeah, I've always been a believer, and I think this is true across all of the arts, that uh, good, you know, <laughs> good is good. Yeah. You know, good, you know, the whole idea of the cream rises, the good stuff presents itself, and it becomes impossible to say this was not good. Yes. You know, yes, it might not be to your taste, but yeah. you can yeah. recognise yeah. that on the night or in that moment something really was shining about that yeah yeah you absolutely know? and you get that with you get that with art you get people that um you know i'm i'm not a massive fan of landscape painting you know but that doesn't mean some of the most beautiful paintings i've ever seen aren't landscapes yeah, sure. you know some of them are, sure. yeah. are mind-blowing but it's yeah. not what i go to yeah sure. you know yeah and i like you know i like quite um uh you know opaque and you know strange things yeah, in, in yeah. visual arts I, I don't want something presented but then I look at yeah. things like you know like uh, well all, all of the people we talk about like Freeman's portraiture is amazing mm. you know and I'm, I'm not overall a massive fan of portraiture but to see something rendered in that way mm. it mm. can be incredible yeah. yeah 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 so you have to step outside your favourites yeah. you have to be absolutely yeah 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 so I mean you taught Phil and Buster at um, Hastings Boys High the other three people we've been talking about Regan, Freeman and Matt they all went to Havelock North High School yeah. so you make the move to teaching are those the two schools you teach at is there anywhere in between uh, I taught at Tikoiti High School for six years before I came here, mm. but uh, I can't say I achieved anything of note down there, <laughs> yeah. uh, really. But, um, um, yeah, those are the two schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've been in... 
based in Hawke's Bay for the majority of yeah, yeah. Since the, the mid-60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you teach at Havelock High for quite a while. When do you finish up there? Um, oh, about, I think, uh, over 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah 22 yeah. years, 23 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. I took early retirement. Um, I retired when I was 60, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I'd been at Boys High. Um, I thought there were a lot of old chalkies there who were sad, <laughs> tired old men. Yeah. And uh, I didn't I, want to be one. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be one of those. And yeah. uh, I thought I'd, I'd each year I'd take stock of myself. And I found my last few years teaching, I was uh, I was really getting exhausted. I was enjoying teaching, but um, it, it drained me so much that um, I really wasn't having time for much else. Mm. And so. Time to call it quits. Mm, mm, Quit mm. while you're still in front. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Mm, yeah. Um, and 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 obviously you keep yourself busy and active, as you say, through your own collecting, but also yeah. through writing about art, commenting yeah. on it, and yeah. and being involved in and in some decision making panels. Yes. Um, and so, what do you you know as a collector of art? I mean, I'm looking around your your house. What I mean, I recognise some some. You've shown me a couple, and I recognise yeah. there's a couple of Matt Coopers sitting yes. in front of us. I recognise some some former students. But what do you? I guess what what are you looking for as a collector? What do you pride yourself on 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 owning and looking for and looking out for? I look for something that 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 challenges me. Um, I mean the the um, the Matt Coopers, for example. Mm. Uh, they, they, um, that, that's what I really enjoy with his work, mm, mm. and uh, uh, I love the fact you you know what he says about living in Las Vegas, don't you? Mm, mm. That he said it's the most honest city in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's openly and, and honestly, uh, unashamedly venal. You know. Yeah, most, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. An, I mean, I've been and visited him a couple of times yeah. there, and it's uh, a, it's an a, a, it's sort of. I mean, <clears throat> Matt's a really good friend, and I've you know I've always followed his work, but uh, it really made sense to me why he was creating what he was creating and and how it was coming about when I visited as I guess it does with anyone when I yeah. actually visited his place of work and his location you know seeing where he is I, I, I like work I think it's work that really takes me into the artist's mind mm. um, I, and even if it's quite different to what I normally would be tuned into um, even if it's something I find a bit disturbing or upsetting but where where I feel the artists, instead of just holding back, going through the motions, they've actually opened themselves up. Um, mm. And uh, it's like that with, with, with people's houses. Um, I love homes where I can look around and see what they're interested in, you mm-hmm. know, even if it's something that I'm not especially keen on, you know, if it's country and western or something mm. like that. Well, actually, some country and western I really do like, actually, but no, not, mm. not as a... Um, mm. um, but, um, yeah, yeah, so each one of these works tells me something about the person. I can I mm. can see the person but, um, behind the work. And like a person, mm. um, they don't necessarily... You never get interesting people you never get to really know them totally even mm. when you've known them all your life there are still little bits of Some them. secrets yeah which is good yeah um, you know people say but I don't understand this work of art well good. I'm not sure I particularly want to completely <laughs> understand that yeah do you think that um, perhaps after you own something for a while you have it on your wall 
it not only tells you something about the artist, but it tells you something about yourself. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 And the, yeah. But, I mean, maybe it does yeah. straight away in the yeah. decision to own it, but yeah. but that can change with because time. Because you right? realise why you tuned into that mm-hmm. piece of work, and mm-hmm. that tells you something about what you're mm. about you because you've related. And this thing you're talking about with regard to knowing something about the artist. I articulate this in music often, and I know it frustrates some people, but I articulate this as whether I believe them or not. And I think the same is true with, you know, you, you go yes. and see the kind of uh, those those sort of fake gift store galleries that sell what we call beach house art, and I just don't believe that was made for any reason other than to sell it. It doesn't exist yeah. for any reason other than to, to try and make a, a little profit. And there's a lot of music like that. And there's a lot of art that is contrivance. And yeah. Contrivance even, um, trying to be trying to be modern, trying to yeah. be trying desperately to be different, yeah. trying desperately to be novel and um, yeah. um, it, it just um, it, it, it just doesn't ring true. Well one of the hardest things for, for anyone working in any form of the arts, right, and it's why we need people people like you and roles like you had for so many years is is to establish your own voice and you do that through having it enabled, yes. you know, through having time to discover it sure and yeah. uh, you know you're talking about these four students that 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 are arguably the 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 most interesting and successful of the four that you've taught no one could ever accuse those four of not having their own voice absolutely at all you know yeah. like yeah. They, i mean matt's a great example just because we're st- i'm still i know him so well and i'm looking at these two paintings of his the whole time i'm talking to you but you can you can get to know where he's taking things from, what he's referencing, all of that, which is important. But he he has found his own voice. The the um, yeah, and the, this recognizing um, when it's happening. Um, going back to to Kane, um, that because of the marking system, it was a continuous assessment. Yeah. So you have to you know, and which I found ridiculous. Mm. Um, at the end of the year, you know how good somebody is. Now, um, from the work he did in that last three weeks or so of the of, of, of the term, mm. um, I would have flown Kane into the seventh wall. You know, uh, yeah. uh, he was obviously good, yeah, and very good. Um, and uh, um, but because of the 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 contrived mechanical marking system, he was pegged down, yeah, uh, yeah. which was really dumb. But yeah. you just looked at the last work he'd done, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, you know, when Bob Dylan releases Blonde on Blonde, or, uh, you know, any number of the truly amazing albums he does, that's kind of all that matters, you know? You don't, like, if you, if you want to with someone like that, ponder, well, how did that same guy end up releasing Knocked Out Loaded? That's baffling to yeah. me. But... You only need to listen to Blonde on Blonde or Highway, you know, 61 or whatever. Like, yeah. you, you just pick the moment or Sergeant Peppers or Abbey Road, whatever exactly. it is. You, those single moments, and you know, that's more than most people achieve in their lifetime, and right? And you've got so, to be open to those yeah. single moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, uh, still quite vividly, the first time I heard The Animals, House of the Rising Sun, mm. I, I'd been sent to a... Um, um, to a, a careers advisors course in in, uh, in Auckland at, at O'Rourke House, and it was unbelievably boring. It was just my life was ticking away. It, 
I'd, I'd, I'd sketched all the ornamentation around the room. I'd mm. done portraits of people. And I was, and then from the from the kitchen, um, just down the way, I was by a window. I could hear this this sound, this voice that sounded like somebody um, that you wouldn't want your daughter to meet. You know, Eric Burden, <laughs> mm. and then the wonderful organ mm. obligato of Alan Price. And, mm. So that was a moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it, and it's like it doesn't matter what covers bands they were in before that or yeah, how they yeah. found that, how yeah. they found that. That can become interesting. Yeah. But that doesn't need to be what they're judged on. It's yeah. like as a as a moment of alchemy. Mm. It's it's there in and of that moment, isn't it? Is Alan Price still performing? I'm not sure actually. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. yeah. Eric mm. Burden's still doing stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's still yes. pretty regular and and after many years of not really caring about what he did, he's actually sounding really good again, I ah, think. Ah, yeah, most ah. recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, sort of like a lot of those guys like like Daltrey and that, he's you know, kind of obviously a slightly weaker version of himself yeah, and he's doing yeah. a few covers from his era and things. But the last couple of records he did I thought were quite good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, hey, look, this has been a really nice chat. Is there anything else that you want to kind of put across? I feel like we've covered a nice range of things. So. Is there anything yes, else? I, 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 you've given me a really nice, um, a really nice slice of your life. Yeah, so, yeah. No, uh, I don't think there's anything to add to that. <laughs> <laughs>